Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Planet podcast. And today we will start a series of podcasts on wastewater. And these podcasts will address critical aspects of wastewater management, including data monitoring, financing, governance, and policies. And as an introduction, let's briefly go back to the autumn of 2015 in New York, where all countries in the world agreed on a universal call to action to end poverty and to protect the planet and to ensure that by 2030, all people would enjoy peace and prosperity. And this became known as the Agenda 2030. And we are now about midway in the 15 years that we have to reach that ambition. So you will likely have heard of the Agenda's call to action in the form of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals. They're often referred to as the SDGs, or other people speak about global goals. Now, one of these, SDG 6, is the one on water. And with such a goal, you'll probably first, first of all think about clean drinking water or sanitation for everybody. But it's also about issues like the sustainable management of water resources or wastewater and ecosystems. And it is that aspect, wastewater, that we will explore more in a short series of podcasts. And with that little bit of context, I would like to introduce today's guest in our podcast, Jerry Asumbera. He's the senior, senior program officer at the Environmental Protection Agency in Accra in Ghana. And his focus is on wastewater and on freshwater monitoring. So welcome, Jerry. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here. So as, as, as a first question, I'm happy to be can here. You tell us a bit more about what you do at the EPA in Ghana and also how you became interested in wastewater. Thank you very much for the question. Just like you said, I am uh, uh, into wastewater quality monitoring as well as fresh water. So anything water quality, that is, uh, you can always depend on Jerry Asumbiri. I am a senior program officer with the Environmental Protection Agency. And uh, the Environmental Protection Agency of the EPA was uh, put in place by an act of parliament uh, called the Act 490 of 1994. We, we have a lot of uh, functions, about 19 of them, but some of the functions, that, that, that is the two key functions that have something to do with uh, uh, water quality monitoring as well as waste water quality monitoring. These two key functions mandates the agency to monitor air, water, land, and any other form of environmental pollution so as to assess the levels of various pollutants introduced into the environment by human activities. We all know global, uh, 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 we know uh, 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 population increase, and as that happens, there will be more activities that will bring some kind of pollutants to the environment. So the EPA, uh, as part of its mandate, is to develop and prescribe and enforce environmental guidelines and standards. So in doing so, we have an ally which is supposed to help the Act 490, that is the ally 1652, and this mandates us to carry out research and then issue permits and other things that we do. So the agency conducts wastewater and water quality monitoring for compliance purposes and we gather data for decision-making in line with AGG6, like you mentioned earlier on. So yeah. we, 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 we have a monitoring program, which is uh, limited, of course, for uh, uh, wastewater monitoring and regulation. So I don't know whether by way of uh, introduction, we, we have come out with uh, some kind of uh, standards that will help us to do this job and do it very well. So we have the GS1212, that is a, a, a standard that was put in place to make sure that wastewater uh, is, they are in compliance with uh, uh, the right uh, uh, measurements before they are, they are released into the environment. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. So it is. Uh, so there's more and more people. Um, more people leads to more production and more pollution. So uh, the, the the challenge to clean the wastewater becomes bigger. And at the same time, because there's more people and there's less water available, there's also more demand of water. So you have like two problems that kind of reinforce each other. The water is more dirty and there's more demand for for water that that has been cleaned and for 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 cleaning the water. And so for that, you say um, you have increasingly more uh, more standards and more guidelines and more rules uh, to improve the water quality and especially focus also on the monitoring. So why is monitoring uh, of wastewater? Why is that important? What what uh, what do people do once once you have the data? And why? So why do you need good data for monitoring? Are you still there? I think you're you're frozen on my screen. So for the listeners, uh, uh, we're also on a Zoom call, um, and uh, the screen is frozen, and I don't uh, I don't hear his voice anymore. Uh, we spoke to each other yesterday, then we had the same problem that the the Wi-Fi is not uh, not very stable. Uh, so sometimes he drops off a little bit, which gives me the opportunity while he is reconnecting. Um, to explain a little bit what we are doing in, um, in a broader context, um, the idea is that uh, in November and probably also in early December, um, I want to take some time to do a series on wastewater. Um, are, you, are, you, are you there? I, ah, I was, you're... I was uh, having a challenge with my, with my connection over here. Where's your connection? It's great to have you back. I was just starting yes. a long monologue on all the all the plans that we have. Yes, on, so if you can <laughs> take the question again. Back. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the listeners. No, yes. no problem. We know that this happened yesterday. So uh, Jerry is in Accra and Ghana. I'm in Ottawa. So we're connecting like halfway around the world here. Um, so yeah, it's good to have you back. So to um, I was I was summing up a little bit of what you were saying. So there's there's more polluted water. At the same time, there's more demand uh, for clean water. So the challenge is increasing. And one of the ways that the government in Ghana is dealing with this is uh, that the EPA has been created. So you have an institution. You also have like rules and guidelines. Um, and one of the important aspects. Um, is also the, the monitoring uh, of of wastewater. And so my question was, and I think at that moment you just dropped off my screen, uh, my question was, why is monitoring important? What do you do with the data that you collect when you monitor? When, when uh, thank you very much for the question. The, the data is supposed to help us in decision-making. It's supposed to help us uh, 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 apply compliance to uh, the companies that we monitor to make sure that they are satisfying the EPA standards and to ensure that pollutant levels, to be sure that pollutant levels are at the, uh, the barest minimum with regards to the standards. We also monitor to inform the citizens to do source apportionment, then we'll know exactly where the pollutants are coming from. And to uh, this will, in a long way, uh, guarantee public health. Like I was, I was saying earlier, if we have data, data will help us put together, review standards, do policy. So, for instance, with this data, we are supposed to uh, uh, advise the government of Ghana that this is what is happening so that legislation, regulations that is stricter can be put in place to ensure compliance. So this is very important. As part of that, yeah. we also report, report SDG 6.1.3 to, to, to also contribute as Ghana to the global data drive. Yeah. Yeah, so to so for all listeners, so when we uh, agreed in 2015 on those uh, sustainable development goals, and and as I just said, number six is about water, and that is split up into into like eight different uh, goals on water. 
Um, we also agreed um, in 2015 that we would monitor the progress on all these goals. So that's much wider than just water. That's also about health and food and poverty and climate and all kinds of other issues that are important for the development in the world. And that we that we monitor progress, and that is, uh, and therefore it's so important to. Um, it's one of the important reasons uh, why we should be able to monitor progress, also for national decision making, as you just said. Is um, you? I think you only just started collecting better data only a couple of years ago. Is there already some kind of trend that you can can see in Ghana? Is it is it is it getting better or worse, or or what is the what is the status of wastewater treatment at the moment in Ghana? Yes, I will take this opportunity and then I'll underline the wastewater data that we're collecting until now was there was some kind of deficit. Before, we didn't have quantities. That is where the collaboration with UN Habitat, with uh, Graham and Florian came in. They came in with this small, uh, small scale project that helped us to uh, 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 estimate quantities of wastewater that is treated and released and wastewater that is not treated and released. With this project, we're able to estimate and do something that we have never done before. We're able to calculate loads. We're able to uh, uh, do a national statistics on wastewater quantities. That informed us our stand. That gave us the uh, the chance to know how much we are contributing to wastewater uh, globally. Uh, apart from that, we 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 know that SDG six point three seeks to improve water quality by reducing pollutants. So we targeted about four pollutants. We have total phosphorus, COD, BOD, and nitrates. So these key pollutants, were, we, we, we did it in such a way that we'll be able to measure the loads before treatment and the loads after treatment. So that we'll be able to assess the effectiveness of uh, uh, the treatment facilities that uh, uh, we used to, to do this uh, work. So yeah. we, we, we are seeing something for the first time, estimating quantities hasn't been something we have been doing over the years. But with this UN Habitat project, this is what we have done. And we hope that we'll be able to continue uh, expanding our scope, expanding the number of companies until we, we make sure that we rope in every company in Ghana. Yeah. So actually. for now, we have done 151 companies and we intend to continue estimating uh, 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 the quantities of uh, of their effluent yearly. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. Is this something yes. that's only happening in Ghana, or do you see a trend in in Western Africa that all countries are working on this? And is that are you working together with other countries? Is there like an international network on this? Yes, for now it was a pilot project. So for now we have done this work, and we expect that. Other countries will emulate from us, and then uh, they will uh, 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 try to learn from us and see whether they can also replicate the same thing in their country, especially in the sub-region here. I have never seen this kind of work done somewhere else before. In fact, when we're doing the research, we will find it difficult getting information on the calculation of the loads and then the volumes and all that. So it's the first time we did this kind of work in collaboration with UN Habitat. And um, I was very, very excited and happy to be part of this and to lead this in Ghana. In fact, I am looking at the possibility of trying to uh, get other African countries, probably through different media, and then showing them our results and findings and trying to share our methodology and other uh, things that we use to do the work with them and see whether they'll be able to replicate something like that. As we keep on doing that and expanding, one day we'll be able to have enough information to, to plan for the future. 
Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And this is, I I love to see this as one of the, if you you look at the bigger scheme of the SDGs and then you, you zoom into one, one sub subject of one of the of the SDGs, and then you see the progress that's happening in one country. There can be such an accelerator uh, for other countries. I was I was wondering in um, the uh, the cleaning of water is of course an, a very important aspect of wastewater treatment. I mean that's 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 where you start, but you can also take things out of the water that you can reuse again. So that, let's say from a, a circular economy perspective, uh, a lot of the things that are wasted in wastewater uh, can can still be used. Is, is that something that you're already working on in Ghana? In Ghana, because of uh, limited resources and uh, the capacity, technology, and uh, other things among others, we 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 are kind of limited to be able to uh, reuse reuse water. So for now, some few companies are into that. For instance, some companies when they treat the water, they can channel the same water into cooling of uh, company machines and then uh, other things. Some when they treat, they release it directly into the environment. You know that majority release it directly into the environment after they are comp- they get compliant with the EPA standards. But some few companies can reuse this water into cooling. But the technology to treat it up to an extent that the water can be reused domestically, we haven't gotten to that yet. But at least for now, we have plans in place. Government is interested, looking for support to see how best they can encourage companies, communities, uh, communal treatment systems to be able to treat and reuse the water, if, even if not for drinking, but for other domestic activities like flushing of toilets and then washing and other things. So it will be a brilliant idea. That is something that I am talking to key organizations, those who collaborated with me to do this work, like the Ministry of Sanitation and Water Resources, like uh, Water Resources Commission, Ghana Water Company, all the team that we collaborated with to do this work, to see how we can engage government and the international community to get support and come out with a community treatment facilities where uh, we get all wastewater from communities, we treat and we channel for different uses like agriculture, domestic, and other things. So it, okay. it, it's a brilliant idea, and it's in the books. We are planning for it. We haven't obtained it yet, but I know with the support, we'll be able to do that one day. Is it fair to assume that since there's more demands for water, that the therefore the the value of water is increasing and that therefore in looking at at the whole financial due diligence of um of such a project that it becomes um that you that you easy reach the point where it's worth investing in cleaning water because it is more valuable and there's more demand for it so that's that it becomes in a way easier uh, to finance uh, wastewater treatment. Is is that a, a trend that you see? Yeah, I, I can see in the future, uh, like uh, uh, other uh, private organizations coming in to, uh, uh, to see how they can exploit wastewater treatment and rechannel the resource into other uses and then by doing so they'll be able to uh, uh, help communities because water is so important because at the moment ghana water reserves is uh, getting stressed up because of the recent uh, illegal mining so the the water resources has been strained, polluted by these illegal mining individuals. So because of that, we are finding every possible way to treat water, even the one that we 
industry releases, we will make sure that we channel it into good use and treat it very well. So it is something that uh, we are looking at. We want to see how government can exploit this with the necessary capital and we can uh, see how this water can be sold by the, the national utility back to the, the public. Yeah. So there would be, yes. would it be in a form of like a public-private partnership? Because I can imagine an issue like water exactly. that you you don't want to have it fully in commercial hands, that you want to have a, a government control on, on what's happening, uh, as well as for the financing and especially about decision-making. Exactly. So at the moment, as we speak, we have a, a, a government organization called the Community Water and Sanitation Agency, they are responsible for rural water development. So at the moment, they have certain communities where they have uh, boreholes like wells. So they, first of all, get a borehole. Community members can pay a token and get, uh, get water from there. So they get this money and use it to develop other resources for other communities. So most often, they get this international bodies to give them support and they use the support then the community members pay a token and fetch water then they will use a token for the maintenance and then the uh, 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 of the of the facility so it's yeah. something that uh, we can look at so in Ghana we have two utilities the community water and sanitation agency uh, and then the Ghana Water Company that is responsible for uh, 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 urban water uh, uh, resources. Okay, and so, so, do, like do they, so they have to work well together, but they also have to work, um, I suppose, with industry and municipalities. It is normally, it's in countries always very complicated to 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 get all this all this fixed. Is that is that is there a good framework of working together on wastewater? Yes, it's something that uh, they can work together on. They can work together on on waste. For instance, the two uh, uh, companies can come together and have a way. Because what I do know is that I've done some work along some rivers in Ghana, and then the activities of industry were polluting this river bodies where the Ghana Water Company abstract water for treatment for drinking. So communities, communities get their water, they are treated water directly from these water resources. And if they, pull, they are polluted at an extent that treatment becomes so difficult. So the Ghana Water Company and then the community uh, water and sanitation, they can collaborate and come out with the EPA so that we see how best we can treat wastewater so that they don't end up adding more pollutants to the water resource. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that's, uh, that's excellent. Is uh, where, um, when, when looking at wastewater, what are, what are the biggest challenges uh, for, for cleaning wastewater in Ghana? Is that like industry or is it uh, hospitals or is it, is it the cities or where are your biggest challenges? Our biggest challenge is cities. So like the municipal wastewater treatment, uh -huh, that's our, our biggest challenge. But when it comes to industry, the EPA is merciless when it comes to complying with the law. So we we'll ensure that once you establish your company, we we'll ensure that you comply by the EPA regulation. Yeah. Then when it comes to, for instance, mining, it's, it's very strict. We monitor them. We ensure that they comply by our regulations. But at the moment, communities, we just have a few communal treatment facilities, and we are looking for support to establish more. So the communities, what they do is that they just release the untreated wastewater into the environment, and we all know what that comes with. So the pollution goes straight into surface water, into groundwater, and we know this can be channeled back 
to drinking because a lot of people use boreholes and wells. Some communities, as we speak, even drink directly from surface water. No, oh my God. Some yeah. communities drink directly from surface water. So, so I have been saying that if there's a, a, a decentralized wastewater treatment systems, and that this can protect the environment, public health, and water quality in homes and in communities by providing reliable and water treatment and reducing the conventional pollutants like the trace metals and then the uh, uh, other uh, uh, pollutants like uh, emerging pollutants like the pesticides and then nutrients. We all know nutrients like nitrates and phosphate when they find their way from the home into the uh, water bodies, we know algal bloom and other things can can come as a result, and it will be a risk. So a yeah. whole lot of other uh, uh, risk associated with uh, wastewater, untreated wastewater, getting into the environment. So yeah. I I I I I have taken this onto myself to be the change that. Uh, uh, that our country need. So I'm working with my collaborators to see that this is done in the next few years. Yeah, well, I read your report. You've already made a huge change, which is which is really impressive in uh, in, in, in everything you're working on. Um, I was wondering one more thing about, well, a few more. One, one is on um, on hospitals. Do you have a problem with um, the, the uh, antibiotics that are um, th that might be in, in the water of hospitals. That's an issue that plays in, in, in many countries. Yes, there's, this, there's that problem. When we're doing the research for this work, we realized that some major hospitals didn't have treatment systems in place. Some had treatment systems in place. Some, some uh, delivered their wastewater directly to the few communal treatment system or municipal treatment system that we have available. But some too did not have these treatment systems. So it will mean that their, uh, their waste is directly released into the environment. So you you see these antibiotics, uh, xenobiotic substances, uh, emerging pollutants and other things getting into the environment. So it's a major, major, major issue here in Ghana. So yeah. we are looking to tackle it, especially uh, government hospitals. Yeah. Government hospitals, yeah. they rarely have uh, treatment facilities in place. But private hospitals, especially the major ones, they always establish a hospital with a treatment system. Yeah. You also. So, uh, so hello? Are you there? Yeah, you were uh -huh. brief, brief, briefly lost connection, but much shorter than the than the first time. Um, in uh, uh, in 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 working on all these challenges, how do you work internationally? You you said you you have support uh, from uh, the UN, and you work with uh, with UN Habitat, for instance. Is it? Um, uh, do you also visit other countries? Do you have like? Do you go to conferences or on? information exchange on on financing on education are there how, how does that work is there is there like a network that you're connected to no you're i really lost you now i saw for the listeners i see you again we lost jerry for a moment um, i'm back i'm back on. he's back he's back already so hi sorry. jerry i'm so sorry i i am no, in the part of the world where uh, internet is not. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> yes. an extra challenge. Yeah, so I was asking, how how are you internationally connected? Are you working together with other universities, or with other financial institutions, or with other uh, with uh, water utilities, or with EPAs in other countries? Yes, as part of our mandate, we are supposed to collaborate with other international organizations, for instance, like the US EPA. Uh, in 2018, I was in Denver, Colorado, 
uh, at the, uh, the University of Colorado Boulder on a, a three-week training program that was sponsored by the US EPA and the Industrial Economics, that's the IEC. I was there to, uh, uh, to learn about uh, chemical speciation of certain air quality pollutants. And uh, we also learned uh, about how to analyze uh, black carbon and other things. Apart from that, we also had a chance to, to visit water treatment uh, facilities where we learned about how to treat water in different grades. That is not a, a, a we don't do that in Ghana. Ghana will only treat once, but in the U.S., I had a chance to see how you can treat water in grades. Apart right. from that, I also I had a chance to uh, to do my masters in the in Ireland, where uh, 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 the CDC UN Water CDC Capacity Development Center. That's where I did my masters. So we had opportunity to work with professors and then uh, uh, researchers in Ireland. So we have we have uh, collaborated with the US EPA uh, and other agencies all over the world to 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 build our capacity and uh, and all that. No, that's that's so wonderful. Uh, yeah, so at the moment the... I'm working with the UN Habitat on this project, and I I pray and uh, and then uh, think that this collaboration will continue. To, to other areas of the environment. Yeah, yeah, ex excellent. Yes, I, I hope so too. One more and then uh, one more question. And after that, I would love to open up to, to the listeners if they, have, um, if they have questions to ask. But uh, we are now, uh, and some people will listen much later to this recording, I realize. So we're now on the 11th of November, 2022. And uh, right at this moment in Egypt, uh, COP27 is taking place. So there's a lot of attention for for climate change. And of course, the climate crisis and the global water challenges are highly related to each other. When you talk about climate problems, you have to talk about water problems and, and the other way around. How's that for Ghana? Do you, do you feel the impact of climate change on the water challenges that you are facing? Yes, we do. We do, as we speak, our president, the EPA executive director, and other senior directors are in Egypt, as we speak, attending the, the climate change. I, I uh, over here in Ghana, the, the cost of uh, climate change is it's everywhere to see, even those those days when I was growing up, even looking at the rainfall pattern, we used to have rains at a certain specific point. Now we have limited rains. Yeah. Now, as we speak, uh, uh, our uh, farming season has changed because of climate change. We have less rains, so it will mean that our water resources is endangered because of climate change. So that is why wastewater treatment is so important because you get uh, water levels from uh, open rain keeps dwindling. So if you can treat wastewater and re-channel it into different uses so that you can reuse it, it's very, very important. And it's something that the EPA and other organizations in Ghana is looking at very carefully and trying to collaborate with international bodies to to get this uh, effectively done. So yeah. yes, climate change is affecting Ghana really badly. So climate yeah. change and others it's not it's not it's not easy here in Ghana. It's even affecting when it comes to agriculture. Climate change is affecting every facet of agriculture because of rainfall pattern has changed. Now we have shorter rainfall uh, uh, pattern periods. So because of that, uh, agriculture produce keep on dwindling and all that. So it's affecting every facet of our economy. And we are, we are working really hard 
to see how best we can collaborate with other bodies to 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 reverse the trend of climate change yeah yeah that is if you if you sum it all up it is uh it is a huge challenge uh, that uh, that you're facing um i'm looking at at the audience if uh this app is called call in so you can you can call in or you can also ask a question in the chat function that's those two little balloons more to the right um so if you um if you have a question you can uh you can just use the uh the, the call in button i think it's at the bottom uh to um uh, to ask a question um and uh and in the meantime from what i hear your challenge are enormous so it is on the one hand because of climate change you have less water available on top of that you have more demand for water because you have a growing population and economic growth that also leads to to more water and it is more polluted so your challenge is huge. I see that uh, we have um, a caller. Evelyn is calling in. Welcome, Evelyn. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, I don't, I mean, the question is not really, has not really formed in my head properly yet, but um, this was a very, very interesting discussion, and I somehow had like the picture of like wastewater treatment. Okay, so you have wastewater, you treat it, and then you can drink it. So what you said was that's not even the main goal, and I was a bit surprised by that. I don't know why I was surprised because what you're saying makes perfect sense. So um, I guess what I'm wondering is, is is this like the first step? that you can use the water for like flushing toilets, cooling purposes. And then once you have that established that you then move on to um, maybe, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To to make it safe to, to drink. Is that at the later stage or is that never gonna happen? I have to say, I'm not familiar with Ghana and wastewater treatment where you are at all okay thank you so jerry thank thank you very much for the question adeline yes that's the ultimate goal is to be able to treat the water and drink it but at the moment in ghana we we are not able to do that because we are our treatment system is not as sophisticated as the developed world so we we get to that stage where we can get sophisticated treatment to treat the water to the grade where we can drink it. That would be perfect. But at the moment, we can only treat the water and then use it for agricultural purposes and other domestic uses. That is what we can do for now. So in the future, we will be able to treat and drink, treat and re-channel into our, our homes to drink. But we haven't gotten to that that level yet but the same wastewater that goes into the uh, rivers streams and other places where ghana water company abstracts water for treatment it's the water is abstracted and treated and then it goes back to our homes then we drink it but for the companies themselves to guarantee the safety of the water that is where we haven't gotten to. So the EPA just makes sure that the water is treated and it's, it, it complies with our uh, our uh, uh, wastewater quality standards, then we'll make you release it into the environment. Apart from that, we don't have the mandate to qualify the water safe for drinking. Yeah, thank you. Is that, does that answer your question, Evelyn? Um, yes, it, it does. Um, may I just have a follow-up question? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, now, I think, you know, um, the way I, I picture this, and I might be completely wrong, I see money possibly as an obstacle to to move, um, to go further. But are there any other things? Is it is it also technology that you could use and I mean what I'm essentially asking is how can we I'm in in Switzerland how can people help maybe how can you get involved um, is there a way to get involved somehow 
yes there's a way you just like you said that it's a problem of uh, resources money mm-hmm. and technology you know technology is so expensive so these companies when they are getting the treatment they get the treatment facility that will be able to treat and release to the em- environment to comply with the EPA standard but to get a technology that they can treat and rechannel the water into use they, they they may not want to invest in something like that then the the government sponsored municipal treatment system to don't have the technology to treat water and and then drink it yet but if we can get support and the technology modern technology to treat the water and get it safe for drinking that will be brilliant so we call for support Ghana is a developing country so we call for support from the rest of the world from the developed world to be able to get the infrastructure the data infrastructure and technology to treat water to the level that will be able to drink it that will be brilliant and then uh, uh, for us okay um, excellent i'll look into that because i know there are some swiss companies who are working on technology so thank you and i'll let sharon um ask a question thank thanks. you thank, thank you very much Evelyn. thank you very much um thank you sharon for joining can you unmute yourself from bottom left yeah thanks um yes hello good morning um hello mr jerry i've really enjoyed um your podcast and um although i may not have understood all of it i do have a question um about your data driven project um for the un does this data then drive um environmental strategies um that could say help your uh most vulnerable po- populations in ghana and i i'm interested in in the children um are the children consuming contaminated water and if so what is being done or what can be done with this data to protect them from waterborne illnesses such as typhoid dysentery cholera thank thank you very much for the question so as we speak uh some years back we could say that about uh, 4.4 million Ghanaians died because of a uh, unsafe drinking water and at, at this uh uh uh, uh about uh, just a few years ago I think two years ago about 19,000 Ghanaians died and 5,100 of them are children below the age of 5 yes so it has been it has been happening especially the vulnerable bracket like you mentioned so with this data government will be aware that high volumes of pollutants are getting out there is not just complying with the EPA standard but cumulatively the effect can be dire so we can come out with ways so you may comply by the EPA standard but these pollutants are still getting out there at lower uh, volumes so when they cumulatively or uh, the loads add up then it gets to the place where water is extracted for treatment or it pollutes underground water and then this water is then uh, uh, abstracted for drinking directly or for treatment where the Ghana water company does not have the technology to treat some of these uh, sophisticated or emergent pollutants so it all boils down to uh, technology i believe that when we, we we find out that we need treatment or this level of treatment then we don't have the resources to obtain that level of treatment now we have the data to support that yes these are the pollutants that are in our water so when you abstract this is the level of treatment you should go but if we don't have that level of treatment what do we do we we'll have to call for support all over the world who will be able to whoever will be able to support us to obtain that level of treatment to protect the vulnerable groups like children women 
and then all Ghanaians. That would be a, that would be perfect. And I'm very happy you mentioned the children uh, part of it because they are really very uh, vulnerable, and we have to protect them. Thank you. I, I was I was thinking the same thing um, about the vulnerable populations. Are there any nonprofits on the ground? in uh, Ghana that that uh, you could partner with or um, that are doing some of this work? Yes, there are already the, some of the UN agencies are here. They are supporting, even though we still have about 13% of the whole population save drinking water. Even those that in the uh, urban areas we say we have a higher percentage of people that have better uh, drinking, uh, safe drinking water, but we still see that most of them rely on sachet water. This sachet water are gotten from private sources. So some of them can, somebody can just open a sachet water bottling point in his home. So it becomes difficult to regulate. So we have to intensify regulation to make sure that all these people are brought under the umbrella and well regulated and make sure that they meet the standards. So I've been working with the uh, Ghana Standards Authority and then the Ghana Food uh, Drugs Authority and then the Water Resources Commission. I have all these organizations in my team and we are trying to see how we can collaborate with the UN uh, some of the UN agencies that are here to see how we can expand the safe water drinking. Uh, uh, we can reduce the safe water drinking uh, uh, percentage, the 13 percent that is left, and how we can also improve the quality of water that we we think is safe, but it's not. So we are working. We are working on that. We are trying to get the support from every angle. To, to beef up the support and then uh, get this done. Thank but, you so much, sir. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm gonna hang out. Thank you so much, Ghana and, and the children there and the population is lucky to have you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you so much, uh, Sharon and, and Evelyn for, for asking these questions. But while listening to, to your questions and the answers, I just realized the beauty of a podcast like this, that I'm in Ottawa in Canada, you are in Accra in, in Ghana, and Evelyn called in from Switzerland, and Sharon called in uh, from Arizona. And we all need water, we all produce wastewater that needs to be treated. And it's, 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 a, it's a kind of beautiful international forum uh, that we have here. Um, I'm, I'm also looking at, at, at the clock. So we are, uh, we, we, we kept on talking longer than, uh, than we had planned, which is, which is never a problem. Um, but to sum up, um, and I would like to thank you for, for your time, but to sum up, I think this, uh, this is the start of a fascinating series of podcasts because wastewater is the water that you, um, that you don't see so much. People think about the water that comes out of the tap, but once it it leaves your sink, you don't you don't you don't think much about it anymore. And that is, uh, but it's so important. It's important for the environment. It's important for our health. Um, it's important for the reuse. It's important for uh, not only the reuse of water, but also for the elements we can take out of it. Uh, as you have you have said, Jerry, there are huge technological uh, challenges. Um, in dealing with all this, especially in a situation where there's less water, there's more polluted water, there's more people that have demand for water. Um, and there's, of course, the question of financing, uh, local yes. financing all the way up to, to international support in financing. And then there's the question of governance and making uh, the right framework and then having all parties uh, involved uh, working together. And there you've you've already made uh, huge progress in uh, in Ghana, and we also spoke more at the, at the beginning of this podcast about the international context of the, the 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 global framework that we have set with the Agenda 2030, and yes. uh, that we have a clear target 
uh, to reach um, uh, to 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 uh, to reduce by half um, the amount of um, of polluted um, uh, wastewater uh, by 2030. Uh, and you have done so much to uh, to work towards that goal. You're working daily on it, and I I admire your drive, and I admire um, how far you got. As I as I read in your report, in in uh, in making progress, in monitoring, in measuring, in making progress in the country itself. Um, so um, I'm very impressed by all of that. Um, and um, yeah, so so for uh, I, I would I would love to end by giving the floor back to you. Maybe you have some last thoughts that you would like to to share with the audience. Yes, I I in fact I I'm I'm really honored to uh, to be here or the audience. In fact, I'm very very happy, and then I'm elated that you all had time. You took time off your busy schedule to listen to me. And uh, I thank you so very much. I thank the the people who asked the questions. I am very happy. We hope that in the future we'll talk more and that we can collaborate and make this world a better place for everyone. In okay. fact, that is, that is all what I have to say. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you yes. so much. Um, please stay on the Zoom call. And then soon when we end the podcast, uh, unmute yourself so you and I can, uh, can talk between the two of us for a, a bit more. Um, but before I end the podcast uh, for your agendas, uh, as I said, this will be a series. I don't know exactly how many podcasts. It will be five, six, seven, I guess. Um, the next one will be on Monday at um, more or less the same time as today. We started today at what is in Ottawa, a quarter past nine. I will try to start at the full hour. Um, so it's either at nine o'clock or a quarter past nine on Monday. Um, I will, of course, put it on the app. I will put it on Twitter. I will put it on Mastodon if you have not yet uh, left Twitter for uh, for the new trend of Mastodon. I'll put it on uh, on both. Uh, and I hope to see all of you back there. If you know of people that are interested in uh, the water issues in general or in environmental issues or more specifically wastewater, please inform them about this. And uh, I hope to, uh, to see you all back on Monday. Wishing you all a beautiful weekend. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for asking the questions. And hope to see you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.